Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, the development question. Here we go. It happens quite a bit. One of your directs comes up to you and they have a problem and they want you to solve it for them. And there's a better way than solving it, <laughs> at least at least initially, right? Yeah. Um, basically, you, you have to be willing to ask them, what do they think? Yeah. To develop your directs, you don't need a plan. You don't need coaching. I mean, coaching is good and a plan is good and you don't necessarily need training, although training can be good. We should know we deliver some good training. What it really takes is stretching your directs every single day. Don't just rely on a training session or coaching to make somebody better. Make them better every day. We say this all the time. If you evaluate corporate training initiatives the gen or equipment development, the general rule among intelligent people about training and development and, and human talent people is 80% of development happens away outside of training. It happens in the day-to-day. So we're going to suggest a very simple way for you to integrate development into your day-to-day managerial abilities. It'll take you 20 seconds longer and it'll pay you big dividends later. And that means when they come to you, you when you're asked for guidance, ask them for their ideas about what they think they should do rather than you telling them, here's what I would do, or yeah, you need to do X. Of course, and then they say they don't know. <laughs> yeah, and when they say they don't know, of course, what you wanna do is challenge that a little bit. Um, frankly, they expected an easy answer and then you challenge them, and so now they're on the defensive and say, well, I don't know, that's why I came to you. And we'll tell you how to handle that. And then be willing to interrupt them and, and send them a message that sometimes the best way to learn is to try something new. To be willing to try something that they aren't certain is right and that they don't always need to come to you for approval of things. For many of us as managers, you want to approve things. You want to be consulted, but in fact, that slows things down enormously. Of course, for many folks, the easy thing to do when a direct comes to you with a problem is to solve it for them, right? Yeah. Give them the answer. You know, go tell them who to talk to, tell them where the data is, sketch out the right formula, whatever, write the code for, for them in some cases, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's easy to give them the answer, right? That's right. But that's not necessarily the most productive thing or the most effective thing to do when it comes to developing your folks. Well, it's even worse than that. It's not, it's not just easy. It feels good, right? We it know does. the answer. We know the person with the knowledge. We have the data they need. They're coming to us. They're showing us by their very question, you're smart about this. I'm not. For many of us, it feels powerful. It helps our egos to be knowledgeable, to be sought out for that knowledge particularly those who grew up or, you know, got promoted because of their technical knowledge or their subject matter expertise, it's a validation. Yeah, exactly. So when, when the individual contributor comes to the manager who used to be an individual contributor and says, hey, how would you do this? Oh, that's easy. You do it like this. And, and you essentially you're saying, this is why I'm a manager and you're not, <laughs> right? And for many of us day to day, there are enough bad moments in managing that when we have a moment where we know the answer and we can display our knowledge, we take advantage of it. And it helps, by the way, if you're if you're in the technical area, that one of your new uh, directs, younger, you know, 23 year old direct comes to you with a, a coding problem, you don't start giving him the answer in COBOL. I just 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 say is that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> just saying. Should, should I be worried that that's that's what's happening behind the scenes? Is that we're trying to design a website with COBOL? Is that yeah? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Can we have some DB two? No, Fortran, please. Can I have some Fortran? 
Oh, don't don't get me yeah, going, yeah, yeah. Pascal. Yeah. Pascal. Oh, Pascal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. Yeah, sorry. Exactly. sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, we digress. Yeah. I learned in Fortran a long time ago. That was, gosh, when was it? It must have been 1975 that I learned Fortran. And a guy said to me, well, you, you know, the only thing to learn in is Pascal. If you can learn in Pascal, then you're smart. And I didn't know what Pascal was. I'm like, oh, okay. And I immediately thought, I'll never be any good at this. Yeah. Um, but he was just showing off. Look, it gives us a sense of power and authority and expertise, expert knowledge when somebody comes to us, asks something that we know the answer to, okay? And so it's, it's nice. It's like a little drop of sugar on your tongue. It's a good thing. But it ought to be more like the good feeling we get for doing an unimportant task when we're avoiding a bigger, more important one. It ought to be that, yeah, it feels good, but it's not what we ought to want, and all of us know that we do C-level tasks when, in fact, the A-level task is right in front of us and needs to be done, but we put it off and we're happy that we get to do C-level stuff. But we're also guilty that we're not doing the A-level thing. And look, it saves time, but it only saves time right now yeah, because once. once the time you teach them that and you're not teaching them the more important systemic skill of thinking through things and being willing to take a chance on a potential solution. And this is where another place where I often get in discussions with people where they come to me with an idea and I said, dude, that's about efficiency. You're suggesting that you can do this thing. Maybe it's with a piece of software or whatever. You can do the thing you're already doing faster. And that's good, but the real developmental goals are the things you can't do, getting better at the things you can't do rather than simply speeding up everything you're already doing. So the next time your direct comes to you with a question, guys, don't give them the answer. Resist the urge to have that drop of sugar on your tongue and ask them what they think they should do. Simple as that. They clearly don't know or they only have an idea. So if a guy comes to you and says, hey, what should I do about the guys in engineering not getting back to me? Rather than saying, oh, look, I'll make a call to Bob, or, well, you need to call this guy. He's the guy who knows everything over there. Or all you have to do is put it in their queuing system, and they'll get to it within 24 hours. That's the, that's the standard, 24 hours, and that's all we need in that case. Those are all answers to the question. But when next time they say, what should I do about the guys in engineering not getting back to me? You say, I don't know. What do you think? When somebody comes to you and says, what's the best way to get the budget changed for the new temps we've got coming on board? I hadn't thought about it yet. What do you think? Or somebody comes to you and says, I'm stumped. What do I do when I'm waiting on other people and the deadline is approaching and I'm getting worried? And you say, off the top of my head, it depends. What ideas do you have about what you should do? Or somebody comes to you and says, should I get the contract approved by HR first? Or in other words, before I go to legal? Or should I do it the other way around? And you should say, either way could work. What do you think? Or somebody comes to you and says, Bob seems to think I should do it his way, but I like my way. Any guidance? And you say, well, I can see both sides. What do you want to do and why? Yeah, seems like the idea there is you're, you're not giving them the answer. No, yeah. We're teaching them not to rely on us. What, what do your people do? And by the way, some of you feel like, ooh, my people are coming to me all the time. I'm giving them information. I'm training them. I'm training them. I'm telling them what to do and so on. What do your people do when you're gone? Do they just sit at their desks and go, oh, he's gone. I don't know. I can't do I can't, anything. I can't. I can't get through the day. 
you know, I need, I need, I need a V8. I need to pep me up. I need something. I need a Red Bull, right? I got to get through this day, and then he'll be back tomorrow, and everything will be fine. And when you're gone for two weeks for vacation, oh, for example, yeah. nothing happens, right? Nothing. Nothing happens. happens. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing bad happens either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, we're encouraging our people to think for themselves. We're suggesting they trust their own answers, even if they're not certain it will work. And efficiency is one of the little hobgoblins in the world of organizational life. And another one is the idea that avoiding failure is the same thing as seeking success. And there are at least 25% of the people who work for you in an average typical organization that think their job is simply to stay out of trouble, to avoid being wrong, to not make mistakes. And then, of course, that by the way, that as an aside, that leads to companies saying, Oh, we tolerate mistakes here, which is a dumb thing for companies to say. You want everything done right. You don't want to tell people it's okay to make mistakes. On the other hand, when people make mistakes, you want to say, I forgive you, and let's do that better next time. And look, my, one of my favorite sayings is good judgment comes from experience, and experience comes from bad judgment. Now, you're not saying every question lends itself to this kind of development oh, opportunity, yeah. right? I mean, if somebody comes to me and says, where's the meeting today? You don't go like, well... I don't know. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you could do that if you really wanted to tick people off. Does the VP have to approve travel? Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Off the top of my head, it depends. What ideas do you have for that? What do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Or when do you want this back? I don't know. What do you think? What works for you? No, that's not the way we work here. A general rule is that if they're asking us what to do, it's time to consider turning the tables toward their development by asking them, what do they think they should do? Several people have seen this cast and have said, this is a great one. And I think of it as one of those small tools that every manager I know who's really good uses. And it's a way to make a tiny, tiny, tiny change. And once people realize that they're not going to get answers from me, they realize, I work for a boss that's trying to develop me. And that's the kind of boss they want to work for. We taught this to a guy a number of years ago. And about 18 months later, he let us know he knew he had succeeded when one of his directs commented to another one of the directs, don't go ask, man. He's just going to tell you to do what you think. And he won't punish you as long as you move in the right direction and you aren't a complete idiot. Well said. (laughs) Which is pretty much what we want, right? Um, Now, look, guys, obviously, there's an assumption here that you're not going to say, what do you think? Let them do it. And then when they get it wrong, punish the stuffing out of them. Okay, don't be dumb. Punishment doesn't work anyway very well. They'll hate you for that. It's like you're setting them up for failure. That's right. But let them be a little bit wrong or let them struggle a little bit and don't spoon feed them. If you spoon feed your people, pretty soon they'll walk around with their mouths open waiting for the spoon. Don't do that. Make them go seek their own spoon. And heck, if you watch The Matrix, you know there's no spoon anyway. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, exactly. Move, move there, I threw one in there. I, I threw one in there. That was pretty good, don't you think? I thought I thought it was good. You're the Neo of management. Yeah, right. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Red no, pill, that's good. blue pill, what? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I would be blue pills and orange in orange pills. Cause that's yeah, exactly. The, right. That's the color I the orange of pill. the orange logo. So a lot of folks, I'm sure, are thinking, and, and this is going to happen, particularly if you're the one that's always given them the answer to their questions. They're going to say, I don't know. What do you do then? You get pushback. You do this. They don't like having to come up with a solution on their own. They were expecting you to take two seconds and give them the answer. But now, holy Toledo, they're in a conversation. Or, frankly, they're afraid they're going to be wrong. 
And they know if they do what you tell them to do, even if it turns out poorly, you can't punish them. One of the dirty little secrets of your people coming to you folks is they know they get a pass if it goes poorly because they can blame you. Hey, I just did what you told me to do, right? So, yeah. so they're looking for indemnification. You don't want to give them indemnification. You don't want to teach them that they should avoid all risk because all rewards come with risk. So you're now in a conversation with them that they don't want to be in. They were trying to avoid risk. Now they have risk. And look, sometimes they don't have any idea what to do, and they're coming to you legitimately. But their, their reason they don't have any idea what to do is the one idea they had they weren't sure was right. And in fact, their idea is okay, but because they weren't certain it was right, they're afraid it's a chance it can be wrong, and they'd rather do your way because that way they know they won't be wrong. Yeah. And there's a significant number of people that work for you that are afraid of just that, of being yeah, wrong. Yeah, exactly. And so all of that pushback, generally in our experience, when you teach people this, the managers say what they get back is it takes the form of, I don't know, or I don't know. In other words, why are you asking me? I came to ask you. <laughs> the reductio ad absurdum of this argument is someone coming to you and say, what is two plus two? And the manager looking at them and goes, thank you for asking, what is two plus two? That's a little recursive and a little creepy, but you're not doing that. Your direct is coming to you asking for guidance and you're saying, I want you to make your own guidance. I want you to be an engine of your own guidance. And so they're gonna say, I don't know. That's why I came to you. And here's the key guys, don't give up now. Yeah, one out of 10 times, if they're in a rush or you're in a rush, it's okay to totally hand over the, the answer they want, if you have it, if you know it. But the other nine times, if you've got 30 seconds, which dudes, you do, okay? Don't let them quit on their own growth. Challenge their response. So I say to you, I don't know, what do you think? And you say, I don't know. And you say, here's some examples of what you could say. Ah, come on, surely you have at least one thought or you got to have some idea, even a rough one. Just throw it at me. I don't care. Good or bad. Doesn't matter. Or don't give up that easy, man. What do you think? Or you could say, humor me. The best learning is earned, not given. That which we obtain too easily, we esteem too lightly. So try, just try. It's just you and I here in the room. Just try. You didn't share your favorite one. <laughs> well, yeah. Or I should say Dark Mark's favorite I know, one. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to bring this up. So I also want to mention one other thing. I, I've mentioned this several times. It's a, it's a movie reference. There is a movie from years ago, 30 years ago, I think, called Willow. It's a sort of a medieval drama with a bad king and, a, and Val Kilmer's in it as a good guy, a swordsman or something. And Willow is a person who wants to become a magician. And the wizard comes to his village in the forest and he says, I'm here to take the annual test. I'm provide the annual test for who's going to become my assistant, my apprentice for the next year. And several of the young men in the village step forward to say, I want to take the test. And the wizard holds out his hand and says, which of these fingers is the most powerful finger in the universe? And one guy picks one finger and he says, no, you're wrong. And the other guy picks another finger and no, you're wrong. And Willow looks and stares and you can see he's thinking. And then he looks at his own hand and he looks at the wizard's hand and he picks the guy's thumb and he says, nope, you're wrong. And later the wizard goes to Willow, Willow and says, you know, 
what were you thinking? What were you going to pick? And it got, Willis says, I think Willis says, I don't. No, you don't, you don't want to know what I know. And the wizard says, no, I do. I really do. What, what, what were you thinking? In fact, as I recall, the wizard was played by Billy Barty, who was a famous TV character when Mike and I were kids anyway. Most of you probably haven't heard of him. And Willow says, well, actually, I was going to pick my finger. And the, the wizard goes, yeah, that's the right answer. And he says, you need to learn to trust yourself, young man. And essentially, that's what we're doing. Guys, don't think of yourselves as wizards. But... Too many people go around with probably what is a good idea in their head and they dismiss it. Or maybe because their last boss told them, you're an idiot. Maybe their last boss punished them every time they got anything wrong and they're saying, for now, I'm just going to keep my head down. I'm going to do my work. I'm going to avoid being in trouble. I'm going to avoid taking risks. And this is why companies are talking all the time about risk and creativity and so on because there are people who are cowed by managers who treat them like crap and they've said, I'm not going to bring my A game to the table. I'm not going to bring my creative side to the table. This is why so often HR and talent people say, we really need people aligned with our goals. It's not really necessarily true, but hopefully what happens when you have people aligned with your goals is they get creative because they want to help the organization achieve its goals. And so they're engaged around, gosh, if I could come up with new ideas, that'd be good. Of course, then they work for bosses who treat them like crap and it doesn't matter. All the vision and engagement and creativity in the world is for naught if the manager punishes, belittles, doesn't invest in a relationship, only gives negative feedback, and in that does so harshly. You're not going to get in creativity. You're not going to get alignment. You're not going to get people trusting themselves and showing initiative because initiative means doing stuff on your own and sometimes even when you don't have an idea. So... All those, right? Don't give up that easy. What do you think? Or you got to have some idea, even a rough one, anything at all. Just throw it out there. It's okay. But my favorite personal one is a little harsh for most people, and you can only do it when you have a good relationship with folks. If somebody comes to you and says, as an example from earlier, should I get the contract approved by HR first or before I do legal, or should I do it the other way around? And I say to them, either way could work. What are you thinking? And they say, I don't know. If I knew, I'd come to you. And I would say this, dude, I didn't ask you what you knew. I asked you what you thought. I know you don't know. That's why you're here. But at least think for a second and come up with something. I love that. And then they say, I don't know. And your response is, I didn't ask you what you knew. That's not the standard. The standard is, what do you think? And that, that causes people, often people are like, oh, I get it. You've seen me, Mike, in, our, in the manager tool sessions. I'm like, I'm not sure this is the right path for us. We've said before, all predictions about the future are guesses. Your senior people, folks, at the top of your organization, they're guessing about what's going to happen. If we could predict the future, the economy would be a lot better off. Yeah, if you want to re- make it real easy for them, just say, yeah, I don't know either. Make a guess, right? Yeah, just guess. Yeah, random guess time. Let's just guess. There okay. you go. Yeah. And then the last thing you can do is if you really want to send a message that I want to prize initiative, I want to reduce the amount of times you come and ask me for stuff because you're on my team and I trust you and I believe in you and I'm giving you leeway. And by the way, folks, we're not saying you can do this with everybody. There are some people who will resist so much that you're wasting your time. But for the vast majority of your people, you can trust them to come up with their own ideas and not have to come to you for everything. But you can send a message in terms of how assertive you want to be or how clear you want to be that their own idea 
delivered now with enthusiasm is better than them waiting until they can get five minutes with you to talk about what your idea or what your solution might be. And this guidance we're about to give works particularly well for people who are perfectionists, people who stall, people who plan, people who are afraid of being wrong and are very methodical and very dot the I's and cross the T's. I don't know anybody like that. No. No, nobody. No, nobody. When your direct starts to come up with something, so they say, hey, what, what should I do about this? And you say, I don't know. What do you think? And they caveat it. They say, well, I don't know. You know I'm thinking, uh, when they start coming up with something, virtually anything, when they start saying a solution, I could go talk to this guy. You interrupt them and you say, do that. Before they've even finished, say, do that. The point of that is to help them see that almost any solution is better than nothing at all. And while they're asking you, they're not enacting a solution. They're finding out what they're going to do next. Taking action toward a solution that might work is better than taking the time to come to ask you for your solution. Yeah, they may be wrong. They may not have as good a solution as you, but time matters. And frankly, time matters a lot. And sometimes it matters a lot more than seeking a perfect solution, which for many people, what they want is the perfect solution. And the perfect solution always comes from someone else because if it's someone else's solution, the part of it that's perfect is they can't be blamed for it. Now, look, you can't use this with everybody, but if you have a direct with a good relationship, you're gonna get a smile, you're gonna get your message across that I trust you to take action. And it's that simple. And what you can do is start developing your directs to think for themselves and you can tell them, I really do trust you. I wouldn't do this the first day that one of your directs works for you, but after you've invested in the relationship and you get a sense of how good they are and you're doing one-on-ones, maybe you're doing feedback, uh, positive and negative feedback, start saying, you don't need to come to me. Trust yourself. And I'm giving you a pass. If it turns out badly, but you move quickly, I'll give you credit for moving quickly and I'll overlook the fact that it didn't turn out great. And you're going to learn. You know, good judgment comes from experience and experience comes from bad judgment. So wrap up. If you're asked for guidance, don't give the guidance. Ask the direct for an idea. Hey, what do you think? When they say, I don't know, challenge them. Say, I know you don't know. What do you think? Give me anything, anything at all. Don't give up. Let's come up with an idea. Let's brainstorm for a second. I don't want to give it to you. That which we obtain too easily, we esteem too lightly. I think that's Thomas Paine, actually. And then lastly, if you really want to send a message, interrupt them as they start coming up with anything at all and tell them, go do that. This is a no-brainer, no investment, no planning, real-time, anyone-can-do-it way to grow your direct skills. Let go, guys, of the idea that you have all the answers. All that does is cause your directs to rely on you, and then all roads through success go through you, and suddenly you're slowing everything down. What good is that if you get promoted and you aren't there anymore? That's not good. You're teaching your directs that the solution lies outside of them. And usually they have a solution that'll work. All right. Awesome, my friend. Appreciate it. Anytime, partner. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. That's it. A quick one, but very powerful. Hope you get something out of it. Talk to you soon. Bye.